1: And with that, we are back. The ACL Pod featuring Cap'n Wags. I'm ACL. He's Wags X Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and Instagram at the Real Mister at Cap'n Wags ACL-Sports.com. We are on to the final NFL preview: NFC South, NFC West. Today, the uh, other two in the NFC came out Monday. We're taping on Wednesday. Here, entire AFC previews came out last week, and all the college Power Fives came out the week before. Wags, we have finally made it to the end, to the final preview. It's a labor of love. We definitely enjoy doing it. And and as I've said, I know you you agree. It certainly just helps us to kind of talk it out, right? Talk out things, think through things, get different perspectives. Sometimes when you talk it out, it's different than all the handicapping that we've done over the past few months. So certainly enjoy it. You're ready to talk some NFC South and NFC West.
0: Absolutely. I mean, let's finish it up strong. Um, maybe not the strongest divisions, but... no. Um certainly not the South. We will definitely talk about the West and uh yeah, let's uh let's get into it. I think we'll start off with the Nolan's Saints.
1: We will indeed, and before we do the futures package came out yesterday. Oh, yeah. So oh, that yeah. is out every M- single futures play that we make is out there now. Multiple so maxes. Multiple maxes this year, which was cool. It's not planned. Like I put mine, you know, I send it to Wax, he sends it me his and we, we figure it out from there. So multiple max plays on this year's card, including multiple three- and four-unit plays as well. So we will also be giving out a free play on this pod. Um, Yeah, if you want every single play, which is dozens between the two of us, check out the futures package. All right, my man, here we go. NFC South, We are starting with the Saints. Why? Because the Saints are favored. They are the plus-120 division favorites. Win total, nine and a half, plus-105 on the over, minus-125 on the under to win the NFC which is an interesting number. We'll kind of get into it. It's it's on the lower side. They're actually one of the favorites, 12 to one. However, if you then go to the Super Bowl numbers, 31, which is just telling for me, kind of speaks to how uh, how weak the NFT and certainly how weak this division is as well. But Yeah, nine and a half on that win total wags for me. The reason it's nine and a half, and I've been doing this a long time and I do strength of schedules kind of my unique way every single year. Arguably, not arguably, the... It 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 actually is, just from a numbers perspective. It is the easiest strength of schedule that I have ever come across. 32nd in the league this year. Uh, if you just look at who they play, as far as the other teams' season win totals, it's the lowest number I've ever come up with. So 32nd, easiest strength of schedule. Between that and the division that they're in, you could figure out, you know, X's and O's, coaches, players, all you want. The reason it's nine and a half for a team that won seven games last year is this schedule? It is the easiest schedule that I've ever seen. So, there's that. Now, Your I mean, thoughts I, on this dance team?
0: I also have them ranked as the easiest schedule. I think it was, um, you know, pretty obvious. But <laughs> look, since Drew Brees, this team has gone in one direction, and that is down. Um, they bring in Derek Carr to try to fill kind of his shoes, right? You know, they, they tried to fill him in with uh, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, right? I mean, these guys, forty million are, dollar man. Yeah, unreal. Um, what a terrible contract. Huh? Good for but they they bring in Carr for four years, one hundred and fifty million to fill <sighs> those shoes. Right. Um, you know what? I, I actually like Derek Carr. Um, I think he's one of the mo- more undervalued, you know, kind of overlooked quarterbacks possibly ever. I mean, um, he's had to deal with four new offensive coordinators, right. um, in previous years. This is the fifth. It's
1: crazy. Yeah. New
0: offensive coordinator in his career. Um, the bad news here for Saints fans is, at, you know, cars 22 and 40 in year one of a new offensive coordinator.
1: And what do we hear? As you just said, we're in year one of a new offensive coordinator. Exactly. So. Um,
0: and, and he has winning a winning record all other years. So yep. um, as he gets used to it, obviously, as he learns the system, he gets better. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's logical. Right. Um he has Alvin Kamara. I mean, yes, he comes back, he's gonna miss the first three games due to a suspension, but you know, he, he's definitely a nice tool to have in your belt and someone who I think will will light a spark for this Saints team. Um, they also acquired Jamal Williams from Detroit, who had a great I think he led the led the league in touchdowns last year, right? He had a ton of touchdowns yep. um, you know they would basically get it down to the one or two yard line and he'd pound it in um, and they add rookie Kendra Miller um, Michael Thomas is back but honestly I, I personally don't think he's going to be much of a difference maker he's three years removed from the NFL between suspensions and injuries um, they do add you know not add but get back Chris Olave and and burner Rashid Shahid um, guy that could absolutely fly and stretch out the offense so um, we'll definitely look at somebody like him in late rounds, um, just anyone who's who's listening for the fantasy aspect. Their offensive line, mediocre at best. So it'll be interesting to see how a new quarterback and Carr tries to run a new offense, um, potentially under duress. And obviously, as I talked about, year one with a new offensive coordinator, Twenty-two and forty, hmm. uh, yeah, not not that good defensively. The Saints are solid. Um, they do bring in a new defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. Their strength is in the secondary with Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus May, the Honey Badger, Teren Matthew. Um, but it's their front seven that's lacking. Um, they did bring in um, Brian Brazee from Clemson. Tremendous football IQ, a knack for the ball, kind of all over the field. He's a he's a big guy, but. He does lack the the speed, um, so we'll see how he transitions to the NFL. Um, and look, uh, you know ACL. You and I, we we, we compare notes briefly before the pod. Um, and we talked a, a little bit about this, but Dennis Allen definitely on the hot seat. Um, he's starting off the season on the hot seat. I think if you know, first off, if they don't win the division, that's one thing. If they don't make the playoffs, he's gone. Yes, um, fifteen and thirty eight record. One of the easiest schedules. So again, they don't win the division or make the playoffs. See you later, Dennis Allen. Great coordinator, terrible coach.
1: Dennis Allen is a great coordinator, terrible coach. He is the Vic Fangio of, yes. the, of the NFC. I mean, look, you can look at the schedule. I agree with you about Derek Carr. I actually like him. I think he's top half you know, quarterback in the league, which is pretty much all you can ask for. You, you mentioned Michael Thomas um he's just played in 10 games and has 56 catches over the past three seasons so i mean he was on pace for a hall of fame career to start injuries and sort of off the field stuff have certainly derailed that he signed a one-year contract potentially could get up to 10 million in incentives but look man the reason the only reason i i didn't play this this win total normally i would i would definitely be gravitating toward this even though it is nine and a half you you can you know, find some nines out there juiced with this kind of uh, uh, strength of schedule, minus 11 and turnover differential last year, which I like. That's going to improve. Minus 15, Pythag. So this team was right around there, seven, seven and a half wins last year uh, as far as uh, win expectancy. The reason is Dennis Allen. I mean, at what point is it not just like other things? You know, oh, I don't have a good quarterback. I, you know, the team does this, does that. The schedule's hard. I mean, 15 and 38? Over four seasons? I mean, that's that's, look a, in the mirror.
0: that's look a record. In the
1: mirror. So yep. you're, you're, you're asking me if I'm playing this over that they have to win 10 games in <laughs> one year when Dennis Allen has won 15 games in four years. Do the math. It just doesn't add up. So yeah. certainly not playing an under with this schedule. It's, it's a win total that passed. I passed. I think from a talent perspective, quarterback for sure, by far the best in the entire division. So I get it why they favored. They should be favored, but I just can't get there with Dennis Allen.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's okay. You have the easiest schedule, but then you also have Dennis Allen. This is a pass for me with the Saints, and um, frankly, the next team we'll talk about, I'm a little bit higher on in this division. So, uh, yes, I guess we can move on to them. The we Atlanta can move on to them. Falcons. We can move
1: on to them. Nope. Yeah, that's that's it about the Saints. It's it's a a Dennis Allen pass, if you will. Here we go, Wags. Atlanta Falcons win total eight and a half minus one twenty on the over plus one hundred on the under. To win the division, plus 215. There has been some Sarp's theme on that. Conference, 28-1. to 1. Super Bowl, 60-1 to 1 for this Atlanta Falcons team. To win the Super Bowl, I know we talked about this a little bit uh, over the summer, prior to the pod as well, of course. I really like this team. I like what I've seen. Uh, I like Art Smith, Arthur Smith as a head coach. They brought in some uh, some new pieces. For me, the biggest question mark is quarterback, right? Desmond Ritter. I mean, we saw him for a little bit last year after Mariota left. Um, can he be the guy? Can he make that improvement? I don't really love what I saw last year. He only threw seventy-three pass attempts, seven hundred eight yards, two touchdowns, no picks. But man, for me, it's 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 a lot to like about this uh, this Falcons team here.
0: Yeah, run, run, and run some more, Bijan, baby. When you have a young quarterback in Ritter with an offensive line and a running game like the Falcons have with a running back, with a new running back in Bijan Robinson, that's what you do. You run the ball. Uh, They're going to continue to pound the ball with Bijan. They also have Tyler Algier. Guess what? Tyler Algier, who? Yep, this guy ran for over a 1,000 yards last year, so he'll get his share, but I suspect Bijan will do most of the work. The Falcons are going to want to showcase their number eight overall pick um the guy can run the ball he can catch the ball out of the backfield he's an absolute stud um one of the reasons why he is a first round snake draft fantasy football target and the number one overall dynasty pick this year i mean he is an absolute stud um so much so that you know i think we'll talk a little bit about um one of his, his backups. I think I did some note taking. Um, but his backup uh
1: Tyler in, Tyler Algier.
0: No, and Keith Smith. Yeah, maybe this was maybe this was I don't even know. Anyway, his backup from Texas is is um in the yeah. league now and, and doing his thing. So um yeah, look, defensively Falcons bit of a different story last year than their offense. They gave up twenty three points a game, not that great. But they're going to be much better with the additions they made in the offseason with the big cat, Calias Campbell, uh, David Onyemata, Caden Ellis, Brad Dupree to go alongside one of the most underappreciated defenders in Grady Jarrett. Um, last year, this team was 31st overall in third down conversion percentage, 27th overall in the total yards per game, 29th overall in yards per pass attempt, 27th overall in turnovers. So it can only get better, but I think the additions that they made are going to really help this Falcons team. Um, look, this team was held out of the playoffs for five years in a row. They have a weaker schedule too. Again, they're in the NFC South. So, um, you know, that that's definitely gonna bode well for them. Um, yeah, I, I I like this team. I think they're well coached. And again, yeah, to your point, Desmond Ritter. I mean, do you trust this guy? Do you need to? I mean I right. think you know right. uh, you know with their run game like he'll just have to manage his game reduce the amount of turnovers um and and hopefully get uh the ball out of his hands quick and by the way he's got two really good weapons in Drake London and yes. um Kyle Pitts so um he's got players to make some plays out there and um he will have time right that offensive line's good enough where they're going to run the ball to set up that play action, you know, Pitts and in, in London um will will, you know, be uh I guess taking taking advantage of those opportunities.
1: I agree with all that. We talked about strength of schedule, the Saints 32nd, guess who's 31st? The Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Right. Yes. Obviously a lot of that is the division that, that they're in. So certainly from a strength of schedule perspective, um Atlanta's right there. And the Saints win total is nine and a half. Atlanta's eight and a half. So a full game. Uh, minus four in turnovers last year, point differential minus 21. Uh, They bring in safety Jesse Bates. I love that just from a locker room perspective, they made him the highest paid safety in the entire NFL. So he certainly should help them Uh, on the defensive side. They were 27th in total defense last year, 25th in passing defense and 23rd in rushing defense. So only going to go up there. We will leave it there, Wags, because we might be talking about this team perhaps, perhaps a little bit later. Oh, so I just want to make my
0: point. Because I just did a little research, Roshan Johnson for the mm. Bears. He was the backup to Bijan at Texas. Oh, at Texas,
1: you were talking yeah, about, yeah, at yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly.
0: So, um, you know th- this guy is that good, right? I mean, when you got mm-hmm. a guy, right, uh, a good whose point. backup is going mm-hmm. to the league, and you know he obviously was uh, an incredible asset.
1: I don't love taking running backs top ten. I think that's pretty well known at this point as far as long-term however if you're investing in a team short-term and you get a guy like that for you know now in the next year two three love it so
0: absolutely and to your point on that it's like you you go and look at you know how much a running back gets paid now like for the short short short-term yes it makes sense um but from a long-term perspective you can kind of just go ahead and plug in um you know go get jonathan taylor and trade for you know a, lot a, late, of teams are a, late, a late first round pick, right? Yeah. Right now, that's all they want is a first round. Nobody's willing to give it up, but there's yeah. a reason. There's a reason yeah. no
1: team's going to give up a first round pick for arguably the best running back in the NFL. <laughs> yep. It says all you need to know. All right, moving along. Halfway done with the division. Carolina Panthers, new coach, new quarterback. A lot of new things going on there. Win total, 7.5, minus 105 on the over, minus 115 on the under. Twin win the division, 4-1. to one, A popular pick earlier in the summer a less so popular pick two games into the preseason conference 40 to one to win the Super Bowl and Frank Reich's first year 80 to one. Obviously they bring in Bryce Young wags, a ton of hype on this team going into the year, new coach kind of the quarterback whisper, if you will. Some might say Um, Bryce Young and this O-line has looked less than stellar. We'll shut, you know, we'll call it in the first two games of the preseason. We saw some under money actually come in on this, on this win total. During and after last uh, the last two preseason games, just because they look so inept on offense. So, 29th strength of schedule as far as difficulty, minus 27 point differential last year, and only minus four in turnover differential last year. This is a team, somehow, won seven games last year. Another win total of seven and a half. So they have to improve from last year's total. Your thoughts on this carol this new look Carolina Panthers team?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, my advice is whenever you have a first-year head coach and a rookie quarterback, never bet the over, okay? Yep. So, you know, uh, first not, off, I'm mean, not... always,
1: just as sort of a general starting point rule.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I there would are say, times, yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, this could be one of those times, right? right? Um Because the division is not that great. But my whole point is you're not going to find me basically saying, oh, Carolina Panthers, let me look at the over first, you know? Right. Um yeah, I, they don't really have a lot going for him. I mentioned first year head coach, rookie quarterback, struggling so far in the preseason. I mean, look, he's seven for twelve for fifty six yards, no touchdowns, no picks. It's just mediocre. I mean, it's not you know what you want to see from your first you know first round pick in Bryce Young. You want to see at least him take some shots down the field, but like you said, their offensive line, you know, hasn't really been playing the way that I think they could, right? Um, I think their offensive line is actually okay. It's not great, but certainly not terrible on paper. They bring back all five starters. So again, that's really good news. They do add in, you know, Miles Sanders who comes off a Pro Bowl year for the Eagles. Um, But again, that was mostly due to his offensive line in front of him. So i don't ex- suspect him to have such a great season this year compared to what he did last year, um but I also think he'll get a lot more carries than he did um, They part with d j Moore they add in veteran Adam Thielen to pair with d j chark, who I think actually just got hurt or tweaked something uh, yep. that I read recently um otherwise look this offense is is pretty dull i'm not expecting too much you know I think they're going to be a bottom third um offense in the league this year defensively look they're moving from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense so they're gonna have to adjust a little bit here brian burns one of my favorite players in the league even though he i believe was florida state Seminole, um he's gonna need help to keep this team in games and you know they do have some pretty decent pieces to do this look Shaq thompson jc horn jeremy chin cj henderson dante jackson von bell all there to help him. I think if this defense could come together, um, the defense actually could be really special. But a lot of moving pieces there. A lot of players that are really going to have to step up um, for this Carolina Panthers team to to kind of hang in there. Um, you know, this team for years had Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield, that quarterback.
1: Hall of Fame trio right there.
0: Oh, yeah. Um. I mean, if you add all those stats together, you're not going to get to a Hall of Fame quarterback, <laughs> even if you keep those interceptions and average them. Look, now they turn to Bryce Young. I think they'll be special. I think this team is on the right path to grow yeah. and build. Yeah. This is not the year. This is not the year they're going to be able to compete for a division um, or the playoffs or anything like that. But I think this is a pivotal year in the organization for – a Bryce Young to grow and to learn and get that experience, and you know, then you start bringing in pieces to help him out. You know, not Adam Thielen, not DJ Chark, but solid pieces on the outside that might be able to kind of gel with him as he grows as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean,
1: they brought in those guys. To me, Wags, when I mean, you bring in Miles Sanders and and Adam Thielen, like around the you know thirty thirty one, especially for the for Miles Sanders running back, like you're bringing in names. And it's not really moving the needle for me on defense, three of their four, three of their last four first round picks going back to 2019 are on the defensive side of the ball, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, JC Horn, and they've only, they're only uh, 22nd in total defense. So like, they really need to improve that. Obviously, Matt Rule, probably a one, you know, one of these guys, he's probably going to have success at Nebraska. Obviously had success in previous stops in college. A really good college coach just didn't necessarily translate to the NFL 11 and 27 in his uh, couple years here. So only really going to be probably going up from there. Um, special teams, arguably the you know top three or top four special teams unit in the entire NFL. Kicker Eddie Pinero, 33 of 35 on field goals last year. A great punter and uh, Johnny Hecker as well. They also bring in at quarterback, and this hasn't really been talked about a lot, Andy Dalton. And, you know, Andy Dalton's not going to win you any Super Bowls, but I love it from a locker room perspective. Whenever you have a guy like that who's been in the league, really kind of a true professional to kind of help Bryce Young, I really like the Andy Dalton signing. So, as I mentioned, this was a popular over from some groups earlier in the summer, um, but I think it has cooled. In fact, I know it has cooled quite a bit, and some folks even came in on the under over the last couple of weeks just based on what they've seen. So. That is the Carolina Panthers, Wags. One team left in the division. It's Baker time. Time to bake. You ready to bake, Wags? <laughs> Here we go. Tampa maybe. Bay Bucks. Maybe. Win total, maybe six and a half. Plus one twenty on the over, minus one forty on the under. There are sixes as well, due to the over. Division eight to one. Conference forty-five to one. Super Bowl one of the long shots on the board. Ninety to one. Oof, the Super Bowl winning team feels like a long time ago, my man. I mean, look, they just announced Baker Mayfield is going to be the quarterback. I think the fact that he barely beat out Kyle Trask speaks volumes. All you need to know. This was a guy that uh, didn't make it in Cleveland. And then he had a cup of coffee with the Rams. And uh, here we are with Baker Mayfield, obviously with Carolina. So, you know, team in the last couple of years here. Todd Bolswags. Look, again, I this is very similar to me as far as Dennis Allen and the Saints. Todd Bowles, probably a top three defensive coordinator in the entire NFL. We saw that. Head coach, not, not so much. 5th so He's been in the NFL five years as a head coach, 32 and 50. As far as fourth down rate, meaning going forward on fourth and short, lowest in the entire NFL. Whenever you have a defensive-minded coach, that's why I would I would almost never hire a, a defensive coordinator to be my coach. Oh, well, you know, let's punt it out, rely on the defense, hold them, blah, blah, blah. No. So that's always the thing. If it's fourth and short at a place where you should go for it, probably just based on the history, unless he's changed overnight, which I doubt, he's going to be punting. So putting them in, in bad, bad you know, mathematical situations as far as down the distance is Todd Bowles. So your thoughts here on this Tampa Bay Bucks team, Six and a half, six on the win total with Baker Mayfield at quarterback.
0: Yeah, look, Baker Mayfield. I mean, you, you say it. I said it You know, earlier when talking about Carolina. Looks like he just won the quarterback battle against uh, a lo- long, long, long time backup, Kyle Trask. Uh, just say that because <laughs> this guy, Kyle Trask, never started in be. high school. Uh, he was the backup to Derek King in high school is pretty much his entire career. It's a good
1: nugget. It's a good nugget. One of
0: the, one of the few backups to go on and, and uh, he's crushed it at crew. UF. Yeah, yeah. Crushes it. Yeah. He was, he came in fourth in the Heisman. I he had that, that one day.
1: year. He he could have won the Heisman that year. Never,
0: ne- <laughs> never, never started in high school. And yet he ends up being, uh, you know, one of the Heisman trophy candidates, finalists, et cetera. Um, look, the Bucks are actually pretty solid on offense outside of Mayfield. They have a solid offensive line, a great receiving core with Mike Evans and good Godwin um, pretty solid back. And Rashad white young uh, second year guy is going to take over the duties as Leonard Fournette departs, um, you know, guy can run the ball. He can catch. K. Otten at tight ends. I think he's going to be a sought after streamer on the waiver wires this year as Mayfield checks down quite often um, to that yeah. guy. He's probably going to get a bunch of targets, whether or not they're accurate, who knows um, defensively. They're actually pretty solid. They got Levante, David, Jamal Dean, Shaq Barrett, all coming back after injury. Vita Vea up front to jam up the middle the Bucks were ranked 13th last year in points against the 21 points per game. And they were, they were injured a a lot of the time. So um, they were number three, sorry, they were the top defense in third down conversion. One of them, they were ranked sixth. Total yards per game, they were ranked ninth. Passing yards per game, they were ranked ninth. And I think if they get decent quarterback play from Baker Mayfield, now I know that is saying a lot, but let me remind everybody, Geno Smith last year went into Seattle After Russell Wilson went to Denver and everybody was laughing about the Seahawks and how Mm -hmm. they had no shot and Geno Smith is a bum and this and that. Now, again, I know that happened once. Baker Mayfield's a different story. But what if, what if Baker Mayfield plays really well somehow? Then,
1: Then they go over this number and you're getting plus money.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm not on it. <laughs> <'cause I'm... laughs>
1: that's a big what if. And then when you yeah. combine, you know, punting on fourth and one from midfield with yeah, the coach, I, that's a I thing too.
0: I didn't read my highlighted <laughs> sentence here, which <laughs> says if they get decent play out of the quarterback, this team could be uh, sneaky, but I'm not putting my money on that. Not even close. No,
1: of course not. Well, that's in the futures package. If you check out the futures package, you see that this one total is not there. So <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but no, I, I look, as far I, I I didn't play it either. If you I I think what you're getting at is, if you were forced to play all 32 totals, you would play the over at this six and a half at plus money, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I yeah. I would if I had to if I had to take this, I'm taking the over. Yeah, because their team is okay. Now again, there's two pieces I should say. It's Baker Mayfield and the coach.
1: I don't know so if I like that combination.
0: Right, which is why I'm not playing this.
1: Right, I mean man Todd, it's just you can't get past the record i mean at what point with him and dennis allen is it like it's you i mean it is gotta
0: gotta look in the mirror sometimes all right
1: that is the south halfway through the podcast wags again the futures package went out yesterday check that out it is absolutely free if you buy any full season college and or nfl package so you get it for free or you can just buy it separately on the website acl-sports.com and then also Week Zero plays are going to be going up on Twitter this week. We're actually putting those out for free. Uh, any plays that we make for the uh, Week Zero games this weekend. And then um, the college football package begins next yeah. Thursday, the might, 31st. Might,
0: might put one of those out today or tomorrow. Not sure yet. I want to make we sure uh, we get All, all the ducks are in a row before you get exactly. it out there. There exactly. we go.
1: <laughs> all right. That's the South. We are moving on one division left. This is it. This is a preview. This is it. Here we go. NFC West. The San Francisco 49 ers wags the favorites, minus 160. We start with them, minus 160 to win the division, big time favorites. Win total, 11 and a half, That's a lot of wins, plus 125 on the over, minus 155 if you want to go under that. To win the conference, second favorite, they're 4 to 1. To win the Super Bowl, obviously one of the favorites as well. 10 to 1, Um look, obviously we all know what happened in the NFC title game last year, Brock Purdy gets hurt in the first half, and the game was essentially over at that point. Um, I don't know that if he's playing that they win that game anyway. They were, you know, minus two, minus minus two and a half, minus three around that that range. So the market was basically saying these teams are even, and then you give Philly the home field. That was a game that I certainly liked the Eagles, and, um, you know, it's good to see Brock Purdy. Probably going to be back for this year. That's all indications are that he's going to be ready for the, for the start of the year. There was some and question they, there. And, yeah, I think yeah. they
0: came back and said that he's going to be yeah, start. They
1: have, so we'll see. And I know what they said. I'm not, you know, <laughs> buying it yet. um And then obviously they bring in your guy, your guy, Sam Donald. So, and they have Trey Lance. So quarterback carousel potentially again. I we'll see Trey how Brock Lan- Brady I does.
0: Trey Lance was the guy.
1: He might be the guy. About I he still think he might be the guy. He might be the oh, guy. guy. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, if he's being outplayed by Sam Darnold, I can tell you he's not going to be the guy. Yeah. He's not going to be the guy anywhere. So that's the Niners. Your your thoughts, Wags, on uh, Mr. Irrelevant as their quarterback and this 49ers team going into the year?
0: Yeah, look, I've been on the Niners train for quite some time. I mean, literally for the last several years. I've been backing the Niners, um, and it's hard not to really back them again. I mean, Brock Purdy is the big question mark here he looked really good last year gets hurt um one of the biggest losses though I think they have most of their offense intact but I think the biggest loss which you might say oh it's just one guy is Mike McGlinchey I thought you were gonna say Jimmy
1: Garoppolo no
0: no 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 no, definitely not Mike McGlinchey (laughs) leaves I agree with you look he leaves for Denver I think this could be a huge loss for the Niners. We'll see pretty quickly how that offensive line gels this year. Um, But he was kind of like one of the heart and soul guys of this offensive line. Um, But behind the offensive line, there's a guy named Christian McCaffrey. Ever Mm -hmm. heard of him? I
1: have. Uh,
0: Yeah. He he comes into the offense last year. He hits the ground running. Um, And really the only thing that can get in his way and it's gotten in his way before is an injury. So, um, beyond McCaffrey, they still bring back their solid squad and Devo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Um, and honestly, if Purdy looks like he did last year, this offense could be you know, electric um, for as boring of an offense as you can get. Um, on defense, look, they're the league's best. They finished number one overall in points against 16.3 points per game. Nobody better than them. Also ranked number one in total yards per game with 300.6 also fantastic against the run average against the pass. So I, I suspect more teams to come in with the game plan to basically pass early and often against this Niners defense. Um, but with a lineup of Nick Bosa, Fred Warner and Traveris Ward, there's no doubt that there'll be another, you know, a top defense yet again. Um, and while I mention how good they are and how signs are are really good for this team, I just feel that regressions do. They were leaders in the fewest turnovers on offense and most turnovers on defense. And ACL, I know you're going to come at me with that stat after I finish this. Yep. Um, if Purdy struggles, this team, yes, they can rely on their defense to win um, the division, I should say, sneak into the playoffs, no doubt. I mean, I think they're pretty much. I think every analyst that I've seen has penciled in the Eagles and Niners in the NFC and Mm -hmm. said everything else is wide open. What can go Um, wrong? Right, what can go wrong? But, you know, I just think, you know, losing a key offensive lineman and relying on Brock Purdy is a lot. And to get to 12 wins, it's a lot of wins, (laughs) uh, especially against this division.
1: It's a lot of wins, man. Now, look, the schedule, 28th, so it's certainly an easy schedule. You mentioned turnovers, plus thirteen. I think that number is going to go down. I, I I just do like Brock Purdy could be the next time Brady. He could even have a really good year. It's just, you have to at some point factor in some level of regression, right? So this team won 13 games last year. They won 10 the year before you mentioned um, some of the losses. I, I agree with all that. They do bring in uh Javon Hargrave from Philly, which, which I, I definitely like kind of a, a scheduling, not quirk, but just a thing. Uh, it overall, the schedule is fairly easy as I mentioned 28th, they do play nine road games, including five in the Eastern time zone. Now they've won 11 to 14 on the Eastern, um, uh, in the uh, Eastern time zone since 2019. So they do fairly well. They, we often see what they do is especially, you know, if it's back to back, they'll go out there, stay, um, bond, if you will. Kyle Shanahan kind of talks about that, how it's a bonding experience for the team. And then they usually historically have done well that second game. So always check that out. But that's just the thing. So they are going to be having, you know, lots of, of uh, travel miles as far as total miles this year yet again. Um, but yeah, man, I, look, Brock Purdy, they say he's fine. It's one injury, one sort of tweak, not even an injury from Sam Donald being the guy. And I don't think Sam Darnold is winning you twelve games. I don't care what offense you're in uh, or who the coach is, but just on paper, as far as talent outside of the quarterback position, I would even argue more than, than the Eagles or the Chiefs, most talented team in the entire NFL.
0: Yeah, so no doubt. I mean, I think like you, like I look at their schedule last year, and obviously they did really well. I think what they were thirteen and four last year.
1: Yep, thirteen. Um,
0: they lose to the Bears. Okay, they lose to the Broncos, who again were one of the league's worst. They lose to the Falcons and they lost to the Chiefs. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you look at the three out of their four losses were to teams that they should have beat. I mean, this team clearly has mental lapses. Um, there's no doubt about it. Now, you can say, Okay, that was early on. Um, but all all four of those losses were were under you know, Garoppolo was the starter. They started three and four. Um, and then they, they basically roll off, uh, 12 straight wins, right. Hmm. The the next 10 and then two in the playoffs before they get smoked by Philly in that, um, in that game that you had mentioned. So, yeah, I look, you know, at 11 and a half for them to win 12 games, you know, I just see some regression here, as you mentioned, on certainly at the turnover with turnovers, but also, you know, at the quarterback position, I just think that, um. Yeah, it's going to be a lot to ask and rely on Purdy, who's coming back from an injury. If he's going to be your starter, like you know, it's a a tall task.
1: All right, moving along, that is San Fran to the Seattle Seahawks. The Geno Smith led Seattle Seahawks wags win total nine and a half, over plus one twenty five, under minus one fifty five on Seattle. Um, They've won the division, plus one ninety five. They are a popular pick. Certainly that number has come down to win the conference 13 to one Super Bowl 30 to one. Arguably, for my money, the best one, two, three wide receiver punch in the league. D.K. There we go. D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They bring in Jackson Smith, Jigma in the draft. He was hurt, so we'll see how long he's going to be out for. But all indications are in the summer in the camp, he's looked amazing. Really, really, really good. So he's that that's their for Gino, for sure. Um, my thing is, is Gino Wags. I mean, this time last year, you mentioned it earlier, it was sort of like a joke. It's like, oh, Gino, you know, you're going to start Gino Smith. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what happened? The first half of the year, he was getting MVP bets. I mean, he was off the board. I know a guy that had to go to a sports book and request to get his name added because he wasn't even on the board as, a, as an option to bet. So people have Gino Smith tickets from last year in the first half of the year. And then in the second half, what happens? He throws seven of his 11 picks in the final 11 games and another in the playoff game, which they lost as well. So you need first half, you know, Smith. To me, that's teams getting tape on him. So they've had a ton of tape between the second half of last year and the entire off season. And all these people, you know, taking Seattle, uh, Futures, et cetera, which I, I do understand 23rd ranked strength of schedule, certainly an easier schedule, a ton of talent. They've actually absolutely crushed the NFL draft the last couple of years, including this past year, bringing in Charles Cross and uh, Jackson Smith. So I love what they've done. But everyone's just kind of assuming that you're going to get first half Geno last year. And I don't necessarily agree with that assumption. Not saying you're getting second half Geno. But I mean, the first 10 years of his career was pretty much the same as you got in the second half of last year. Right, which is why this team only quote won nine games after that really hot start. So, I, I think to go over this win total, you have to assume, or hope, or think that you're getting first half Geno Smith here.
0: Yeah, look, you mentioned that the line right now uh, for win total is at nine and a half. I think it opened at eight and a half. It got bet up. Um, yep, and now, and now the now, juice now, is on the over right. a little bit. Yep. So now, yep. now you're asking to uh, for them to win ten games, and I think if this was eight and a half, I would definitely say absolutely lean over now. I, I have no, no uh, opinion here. Look again, to your point, it's all about Geno Smith. Was this a one season wonder? or Can he sustain the incredible play that he had last year, at least in the beginning of the year? And if someone told me again, if the Seahawks were going to be a top 10 offense in the league, I would have said, don't touch this, save your money, go spend it elsewhere. Um, but they were, and they averaged 24 Dutch. points a game and it was mainly due to Geno Smith's play. Their offensive line, really not that great, but could be good this year if Cross and Lucas kind of uh, both outside on the tackles, take some strides, and even with their subpar offensive line, they were able to get great running back play from Kenneth Walker, ran for over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie. Um, You mentioned Metcalf, Lockett, a new addition with Jackson Smith, Najigba. This offense will really look to rely on Geno Smith. So I asked this again, is he a one season wonder or can he sustain this play from last year? And you know, that that's really the question to the Seahawks defensively. Mm. It was not so good. And one of the main reasons, you know, that they were one and done in the playoffs last year, only had nine wins. Um, I do think they will get a little bit better. They bring back Bobby Wagner. They add Devin Witherspoon in the draft, who is my top corner in the draft, big shutdown guy. Um, I, you know, if again you you say this like if you made me pick all 32 totals and I had to I'd probably take the over at eight and a half. <laughs> what about nine and a half?
1: That, that, that's it's, a big difference.
0: Right. It's, it's so big. It's such a big difference. Um fault that
1: you're pausing and you're hesitant means, okay, pass this win total. It's probably around right. They're probably going to win, you yeah. know, eight, nine win, you know, something like that, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean yeah. if Geno Smith plays the way that he did last year, they can definitely contend for this. That's tradition.
1: a big if, though. I mean, you're asking a guy that for 10, 12 years has not done that. He did it for eight games last year.
0: Right. Right. No, oh. no, no doubt. But that, you know, that's. The last yeah. eight, it's very similar to, uh, you know, who we talked about, who, who's eight, you know, who's a eight and two, last 10, uh, uh, Dan Campbell.
1: Yes. Oh, with Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. In Detroit. Exactly.
0: Dan Four Campbell. nineteen and one, then rolls off goes eight and two, you know, it's now a the win total nine. nine and a half. Yeah. Right. For Detroit. Yeah. But it's the same, same situation.
1: A, a very interesting handicap on Saddle, but again, pieces outside of the quarterback position, very much like San Francisco. Top five, certainly top ten. Uh, love what they have done in the draft. Um, Offensively, think, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Defensively, yeah. if you can just sort of be okay, uh, that's going to be huge. And this is definitely a, a playoff team.
0: Yeah, and you kind of. I mean, if you are taking fantasy pieces just uh, from some of these guys, you want those. You want that defense to be terrible, no doubt. You want, yeah,
1: no doubt. All right, moving along here, halfway through the division, the L.A. Rams. Man. Seems like that Super Bowl win, Wags, a long time ago based on current form and what has happened to this team. Although they would even say that they knew this was going to happen. They they really went all in for that Super Bowl, gave away a lot of pieces, a obviously draft picks. And here we are with a win total of six and a half, minus 105 on the over, minus 115 under to win the division, 10 to 1 to win the conference, 45 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. to Chami If Vade decided to come back. A lot of talk in the offseason. Will he go take a TV job? Blah, blah, blah. He decided to come back. Aaron Donald decided to come back. Good for them. Hopefully they can, uh, you know, have a better year than they did last year. Only winning five games after winning 12 the year before in a Super Bowl victory. 18th strength of schedule right in the middle. Minus seventy seven point differential last year, right in line with that five six one mark. Minus one turnover differential. Um, I'll say this about the quarterback position. Matthew Stafford's the starter. He decided to come back. Obviously a lot of unknown with him just based on his age, his injury history, et cetera. I know a lot of people wags that have taken Stetson Bennett futures. The backup quarterback on the Rams, who would be the starter if Stafford goes down or doesn't play or gets traded if they didn't want to tank. MVP offensive rookie of the year, rookie of the year, blah blah blah. Like a lot of people are like, he's the guy. Um I'm not one of them. them. I, I get it, but no, here we are.
0: No, no, no. But yeah, what a what a Super Bowl hangover, huh? I mean yeah. they won the Super Bowl in 2022. Mm-hmm. Not this past year, the one before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's crazy. You're right. I mean it's it's so it feels so long removed yep. since then. Um look, they win the Super Bowl and then they go five and twelve. Now, clearly they gave a lot. away all
1: their picks and right. all their guys were, we're not you know, that. old guys. There old
0: guys got injured, right? Cooper Cup goes down, mm-hmm. Stafford goes down. Um they lose Kevin O'Connell to the Vikings. I mean, that was a huge loss. Yep. Um Stafford. Yep. Now healthy paired back with, you know, another injured player last year, as I mentioned, Cooper cup, who's back, Um, which I
1: think is being under underrated. I mean, he was the best receiver in the NFL. I'll tell you why
0: it's being underrated. It's because he got hurt again, even though he'll be back for the start of the season. So people I think are just a little bit hesitant to like, you know, is he really back? Is he really going to, you know, is he made a glass? Like, is this guy just going to keep getting hurt or is he back for real? And he's going to be playing and ball out. Um, I think it's gonna be the latter. I think this guy is a baller. I like Cooper Cup. If he can stay healthy, he's gonna be an absolute beast. Um as I mentioned, should be good to go by week one. Offensive line, not that great. So, you know, from from a Stafford perspective, are they gonna be able to protect the ball? Are they gonna be able to run the ball? You know, they mm-hmm. bring back Cam Akers to lead the way without any competition back there. So, you know, we'll see how he can hold up as a potential three down back, um, defensively, look, there's nobody on this defense outside of Aaron Donald guys, what? 32, 33 years old. And he's still absolute beast. He's, um, you know, basically able to create havoc against the run and quarterbacks bottom half against the pass last year. And they did nothing to improve their secondary. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's tough for me to do anything for this total. It's really low. Um, right. But you know, Six, seven, eight wins. You know, I think that's kind of a a, a reach with eight. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, one total is six and a half. So if they hit yeah, eight, yeah. certainly right. beating the market I seven. Yes.
0: I think it's a six or seven doable win team. And and you know what? If if Stafford goes down or you know retires or gets traded or whatever, right. and they have to bring in Bennett, like, do I trust? You know, is it worth kind of taking this guy's futures? That's better. No, like he's still a rookie. He's still got a, you know, a a not so great offensive line. He, you know, he's got, I wouldn't say weapons, right. He's got Cooper cup van Jefferson. I mean, that guy hasn't been able to do anything and now he's the number two. So um, I like him. I think he, look, he's a coach's son. He's a guy that knows I'm talking about van Jefferson knows the offense. I think he'll be good this year, but he's not a number two receiver and he is being asked to play a number two on the Rams this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you made me lean, I would certainly lean over just because. Look, all their guys are technically back. Donald's back, coaches back, quarterbacks back, Cooper Cups back. Cam Akers is there, so
0: yeah, it's a coaching situation. There's that. Do you it's, believe in Stafford? Right. Do you to believe they all seventeen yeah. games? Probably
1: not. Great. Right. Right. Probably not. Look, well, we talk. That's it, why.
0: That's why you stay away. You know.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. From a, a draft perspective, as you mentioned, they they just sold everything to win that Super Bowl. You know, which I guess they'd probably, if you asked them today, they'd probably do the same thing. They haven't had a, a single first-round pick the last five years, Wags. So, I mean, they the, the cupboard is bare, so to speak, on the random scene. But if you walk around the facility, they have Super Bowl rings. That's so, right. Not Pretty all teams special. can say. Not all teams can say. All right, final team. Last team that we're going to talk about. Deservedly so, some might take. The Arizona Cardinals-Wags, lowest win total on the board uh, wait, in the wait, wait, entire ACL. NFL. Yes, Did you, yes, did you
0: yes. hear that? I think a lot of people just clicked off our they podcast. They clicked
1: off. <laughs> hey, you can <laughs> still make money <laughs> betting win totals that are around four, four and a half if You get it right. So just
0: because the it's Cardinals. a bad team
1: and, and Colt McCoy <sighs> is your starting quarterback, hey, if you can handicap it right, you go, it's four and a half. The over or the under is going to win. I can guarantee you that if it's at four and a half-wags.
0: That, 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 great, great point. Great Thank point. you, my friend. Thank you. Here we go.
1: <laughs> win total four and a half. The most, John,
0: a... most John Madden statement that I've hey, ever heard. In a long time. One of them
1: is going to win. You might as well try to handicap it and get it right. Here we go. Four and a half plus a hundred on the over, minus one twenty on the under. One of those will win. Division twenty-five to one. Conference one hundred to one. They are the long shot on the board. All thirty-two teams. No one is lower than the Arizona Cardinals. Wags. At two hundred to one. Here is the thing with the Cardinals: this team could very well be tanking halfway through the year for obvious reasons. Colt McCoy is there. If they're zero and eight, whatever, are they even bringing back Kyler Murray at that point? What? Why? Why risk it? Right? You might as well just go for the number one pick. So I'm not even sure that we see him this entire year. Uh, if Colt McCoy can keep him in it, say I don't know, three and five, four and four, something like that, you probably will see, you know, Kyler Murray play. Here's the the little nugget. So in that trade that. Um, this past draft they own the houston texans first round pick houston texans win total is six and a half one of the lowest on the board it is conceivable that the arizona cardinals have the first two picks in this upcoming nfl draft and if that's the case they own own the draft and everything around it so if they are in a position to get say that houston's looking just as bad and they are in a position to get one of those pit you know top Top picks, say there—you almost have to go for it. You just have so much more draft capital if you have the first two picks, first you know, two of three picks. Then if you if you mess around and instead of getting the number one pick, just ask the uh, Houston Texans last year, and you know, you move up in the draft for no apparent reason. So, a lot of serious serious tanking considerations going on with this team. Any thoughts here, Wags, on this Arizona Cardinals team, the Colt McCoy? led Arizona Cardinals team going into the year. By the way, 11th strength of schedule, the most difficult one in the entire division.
0: Yeah, so this team is primed for Caleb Williams. I mean, yep. there's no team more primed for Caleb Williams than the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you mentioned Murray. Uh, my question is, is, is there upside for the Cardinals to trade Murray? Mid- mid-season, maybe to somebody like the Bucks?
1: Yeah. If they know they're getting the top two
0: pick yeah.
1: Like say the Texans are, you know, one in nine or something like that. And they know they get that pick. I mean, you might as well trade them.
0: I mean, I certainly would. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Um, but you know, I digress. Look, Murray's been their quarterback there for, for a few years now. He's, you know, started off pretty solid. I would say, I mean, you know, he definitely had the upside to run the ball. Obviously people questioned his size, his arm strength, this and that, um, he's coming off a knee injury, right? Like, we don't know if he's going to come back. We don't know how he's going to, you know, feel uh, when he's going to be ready. They said that they're happy to keep him out, right? Like they don't want to rush him back or anything like that. They also shipped off DeAndre Hopkins to Tennessee. So what does that say? I mean, like I said, they are primed for Caleb Williams. So it's going to be really interesting what this Cardinals offense could do after only putting up Twenty points a game last year, I think they were in the you know one of the bottom tier teams on offense and now they lose their quarterback. they lose their top receiver. They have James Connor as their starting running back, who is a great goal line back, but not really sure he's the guy you want on a you know as a three down back um defensively it should be better right eh, wrong they were ranked thirty first in the league last year, allowing over. 26 points a game i mean this team is honestly you know the the little emoji that little trash can that's essentially what this team is if there was a team that was going to get relegated this is the team yeah Um, i honestly i see zero bright spots you have them 11th ranked schedule Mm -hmm. i have them i have them ninth yeah Um, it's gonna be tough it's yeah it's just not good um i lean under four and a half it's tough. Like I can't play it just because that total is so low yep. and there's so much parity in the league. But I mean, it, it it almost made the card. Let's put it that way.
1: They bring in Paris Johnson. That's a good thing if you want to play something good. So good for them there. But yeah, man, look. I mean, new GM, new coach. I think they get rid of Kingsbury, which is addition well, by subtraction. That, so
0: that is the good news. That's good. <laughs> that is the good news.
1: Cliff Kingsbury, the guy that could not win Patrick Mahomes in college. I don't
0: know. All I know about him is that he his house during draft day was nice. very, very nice. nice.
1: Yeah, good for him. Um, what's not and so nice. he had
0: nice? a great-looking backyard, if you will.
1: Yes, he did. What's nice <laughs> is his 20 – what's not so nice is his 28-37 record
0: yeah. as
1: head coach there. No so.
0: better than – some that we've talked about on Better this. than
1: Dennis Allen and Todd Bowles. Exactly. Guys who are still employed, and, and you can bet their unders this year. So know. there we go. All right. That is all eight teams today in both divisions. That is all, 32 all 16 teams. teams. And all 32 teams in the NFL. You got it, Wags. Nailed it. Really, really good stuff. Enjoy these pods. If you guys haven't already done so, check out. All the other ones, we have a free season win total play on every single one, and everything is timestamped, so you can check that out. And if you have two seconds, we really appreciate those five star reviews. Just click the five star button on the bottom there, and uh, they help us grow. So we definitely, yeah. definitely well, appreciate and, it. And
0: I'll also say this: you guys are tremendous on on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, sending us you know DMs about how great the pod is and and things like that. But definitely goes a long way if you could just five star it on your uh, podcast service, wherever you're listening to uh, from on whatever, because um, it definitely goes a long way. We, we very much appreciate it.
1: We do indeed. Well, it is that time. It is free play time on the pod and we are going to a team that we talked about earlier in the pod, a team in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons over eight and a half minus half minus one twenty line is available at DraftKings. Talked about a lot about this team. A lot of things are pointing up for the Falcons. They have the second easiest schedule in the entire NFL. They were minus four in turnover differential last year, which I fully expect to improve in a minus 21 in point differential, uh, which is going to improve as well. They had quarterback issues all year, including their opening day starter, Marcus Mariota, leaving, literally leaving the team halfway through the year. Uh, Arthur Smith still, still somehow got this team to seven wins. So to ask them to get two more wins... With a much, much, much easier schedule and improved lineup all around them. Desmond Ritter with a full year under his belt to kind of get ready for this. Uh, And arguably the weakest division in the entire NFL. I know you agree. This Falcons win total, certainly some value at eight and a half at minus 120 on the over.
0: Yeah. And look, I think a lot of people, you know, you talk to to people who know football and they're like, yeah, but I just can't get behind Desmond Ritter. Mm -hmm. I I get that. But. The NFL is a team-built game. It's not just about the offense. And, again, the Falcons, even though the NFL is a pass-heavy organization now, it is all about the running game for the Falcons. And not only did they bring in Bijan Robinson, but Tyler Algier as a thousand-yard back from last year coming, you know, basically being able to fill in and add for depth and keep fresh legs and all of that goes a long way. And beyond that, that's just offense. Most people just like to look at offense. How good is their offense? I'm going to bet off that their defense last year was not that good, but I love what they did and what they, you know, who they brought in. I mean, yes, Kalyas Campbell is older, but he's still a playmaker. He's still, um, makes plays off the end. He's a long body, um, Really good David Anyamata, Caden Ellis, Brad Dupree, um, with Grady Jarrett there, who I think is one of the best in the league. Um, yeah, I really see improvement here. And like ACL said, one of the easier schedules in the league. They're playing Carolina twice, they're playing Tampa twice. Look, the Saints are not that good as a favorite for a division, so um, you know, certainly the Falcons, again. They also are a they have that home field advantage. They play on turf. They play indoor. Indoors. So when they do have, you know, host games for for teams that are again, grass teams like week two against Green Bay, or you know, week what is it, six against Washington, or um, you know, teams like again, Tampa and Carolina that helps. So, um, you know, you get four, four games at home that are, are really big home values. I, I just like this team. I think they're going to uh, to go over that eight and a half.
1: I agree. Yeah. Week one, they play Carolina at home, minus three and a half and that's vision game. I fully expect that number to go up certainly close somewhere closer to four, four and a half. Um, all right. That is the free play Atlanta Falcons over eight and a half, get this team to nine wins or more. And we cash that, Ticket Wags, good stuff on this pod. Enjoy doing these pods. We'll be doing, of course, the weekly pod once the seasons get going, once the NFL season gets going. So definitely look out for those. And, again, any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, good, bad, or indifferent, let us know. DMs on X, (laughs) on Twitter, whatever you want to call it uh, these days. Instagram as well. We are over there. Same exact handle, so check us out there. Anything else, man, before we close up shop on this preview pod?
0: That's it man looking forward to a great season um you know again i think we're i don't know over certainly over 60% um you know everybody's like oh, didn't, you know you're uh, yeah it was over six, 63.8% winners last year between college and pro check um, out that pinned
1: tweet i believe right yeah it's got that
0: that pinned tweet on x um, and this is a 385-plus game sample size. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, actually, 387 games to be exact. So, uh, obviously, there there's a lot of data there, a lot of proof, you know, kind of proof is in the pudding. And, um, yeah, just really looking forward to getting after it and uh, having another winning season and making everybody money.
1: Cannot wait, man. The college football season gets going this weekend with Week Zero. And then uh... – week one and for both college and in the NFL right around the corner from that. All right. Good stuff. Enjoyed doing these pods and uh, hopefully the Atlanta Falcons will get there for us with nine or more wins to catch that ticket. All right. For WAGs, I am ACL. That is the NFC South and the NFC West preview pod. Enjoy week zero this
0: weekend in college football. We'll talk to you guys later.